0: Good morning. Uh, I want to welcome you to Game Changers Devotional. If it's the first time here, we are excited that you're here. We don't feel like that you're here by accident. And uh, we uh, encourage you to come back and share um, the number. We have the call-in number for the devotional on Wednesdays with others with around you if you feel like that would benefit someone. Um, just to kind of start off, and I hope, Jacob, I'm not going to spill in your thunder, but with everything that was going on uh, last night, and I know that, it was um, something that was a topic in our house was the fact of what was going on over in the Middle East. And uh, this morning I was just reminded by Timothy, First um, Timothy 2, uh, verse 1 and 2, where it urges us to pray for our leaders. And uh, And it doesn't say just pray for the Democrats. It doesn't say pray for just the Republicans. And it doesn't say just to pray for our leaders in our country. It's to pray for all leaders. And uh, there's a lot of decisions that are made that... Uh, I know can weigh heavy on people's minds and, and, uh, I just think that uh, that's something that uh, we need to be reminded of this morning. Um, Jacob, if you're ready to go, I'll turn it over to you.
1: Yeah. Thanks Mike. Thanks for saying that. Very, uh, very timely. And I appreciate that. Um, you know what I um, wanted to talk to you guys about, um, well, first of all, I mean, I hope you guys had a great Christmas, wonderful new year. And, um, you know, as we come into 2020, you know, one of the things I did last year that I really wanted to focus on again this year is just seeing God clearly. And um, and we had family down from uh, Virginia uh, this Christmas. And uh, one of our family members, um, he was telling me about this. And I didn't see it on the news. It may have been on the news, but I I, I somehow missed it. But he was telling me about uh, a 61-call pileup, um that happened right outside of Richmond, Virginia. And uh, the way he explained it to me is, uh, you know, there's a bridge that goes over the river, and uh, it's a highway that kind of goes downhill towards the bridge. And, uh, and what happened was there was black ice on the road and black ice on the, on the bridge, and beneath the bridge, the river had uh, fog really bad. So uh, one car would come, and it couldn't see the cars in front of it until it was too late. And by the time they hit the brakes, they were sliding on black, black ice. And one car after another car after another car after another car continually just continued to pile into each other until they had a 61-car pile up with over 50 injuries. And um, it kind of got me thinking about how often our lives and our decisions, our choices can be just like that. You know, we don't see opportunities we need to take and we don't see dangers that we need to avoid. and We don't see clearly at all. And so we just go about each day, just making decisions and choices, just based on whatever we think. And uh, so my challenge to you guys is: well, what if you could see? What if you could see God clearly this year? What if you could see yourself clearly this year, and see others clearly, see opportunities clearly? Clearly. So before we get any further, I just wanted to open us in prayer. Father, thank you so much for each and every person on this call, God. Like Michael says, no accident, anybody's here. Father, they didn't actually we dial the number to get here. Father, we believe your spirit has led each and every person here. So, Father, this morning, just grow as close as you say what you want to be said. Lord, move me out of the way. So we pray these things in your name. Amen. So there's three ways that, it, that help me to see God clearly every day, every day of my life. And, uh. And uh, the number one and the most powerful way to see God clearly is through his word. And uh, I know many of you know this because I've shared this before in the past, but uh, when I was, I'm 43 years old now, when I was 38, going on to 39, um, you know, God was using all kinds of people and circumstances just over and over and over to encourage me to read the Bible. And... um uh Kind of like what Michael and I do here is just trying to encourage you guys every day um, to be in the Word and to develop that relationship and make it a part of your daily routine. But for me, the final straw was um, uh, right before Thanksgiving, and I don't remember what year it was. It was four or five years ago. I went to Jacksonville, Texas, and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting a man named Mr. Smith um who had a house fire there right outside tyler texas and uh mr smith was just filled with so much joy that it was almost you couldn't believe it and i got to know him and uh while i was in this house doing what doing my work i got to see his bible and uh his bible was just bulging um it had a uh, notes after notes in it it was highlighted underlined and uh it just reminded me of, like, an old John Deere tractor that's just really well worked. And and right then at the that moment, I said, man, that's, that's what I want to be. And this man was such filled with joy. And I ended up finding out earlier that summer he lost a teenage son in a car accident. And, uh, and he said something I'll never forget. He said, I'm an old friend of Jesus. I'm an old friend of kindness, an old friend of patience, an old friend of gentleness. I'm an old friend of love, an old friend of Jesus. And he told me how God had all of eternity to make it up to him about his son and that all his faith was in Jesus. And, uh, man, that just had an impact on me. And uh, I don't think, you know, the minute I got back, um, I don't think I've ever put my Bible down. And it's the one thing that I just couldn't live without. And uh, and that's how I see God clearly. And now I spend every morning with God. I'm reading his Word. And when I read God's Word, I get to feel His heart. And when I feel His heart, I know what matters to Him and not to me. And as a result, I get to see others the way that God gets to see them. And God no longer, He didn't get my leftovers of my money. He didn't get the leftovers of my time. And things that once made me feel fearful, they don't concern me anymore. The worries that sometimes I have, I know that God's with me in my worries. He's with me in my fears. And, uh, and you know, my relationships and my relationship with my wife and my kids and my family, it's all changed. But if I'm not reading God's Word and I have no guidance, then I have no relationship with Him. And, uh, and it reminds me of the book of Judges where the people rejected God and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And uh, and then we end up in, uh, we don't see the black ice in our lives. We don't see the fog. Or we're, we're blinded by the fog. And then the next thing you know, we're all in a big 61-car pileup. And I don't want that for you in 2020, and I certainly don't want that for myself. Um, so I wanted to read with you guys Psalms 86. And and right outside of Psalms 86, I wrote in my Bible. I love to write in my Bible. <laughs> um, it's just something I do. And I, I really can't wait one day for my kids or somebody to see it. Because I poured out my heart. Um, but on the side of, uh, in the margin of my Bible, I wrote next to Psalm 86, What an amazing relationship, full of love and trust. And then I wrote, God desires that with you, and God desires that with me. And, uh, and so here's what David, a man after God's own heart, listen to how he talks to God and how this is a real relationship with a real God. And David says, Hear me, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor. I am needy. Guard guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. You are my servant. I trust in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. And uh, I just love how you read Psalms, how much David and God had such an intimate relationship and conversation. And the second way I see God clearly is through other people. And uh, I'm very blessed to have this amazing Christian friend. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there thinking about this. And, and last summer I was sitting on the front porch of a house in Selma, Alabama. Um, I was discouraged. I was wore out. Um, I had some certain things, and I don't even remember what was going on. But I remember being slumped over on that front porch, um, and I get a call from a friend of mine. And he said, hey, buddy. He said, I just wanted you to know that God just puts you on my heart right now, and uh, and I wanted to call and tell you how much you mean to me. And he said, I wanted you to know, and I have not told you this, but I want you to know I've been praying for you for two years now. Two years I've been praying for you. And he said, in fact, I want to pray for you right now. And uh, and we just sat there and prayed. And he says, I'm going to keep praying for you. And he told me how much he cherished my friendship. I mean, who couldn't and who wouldn't want a friend like that? And how somebody like that is an ambassador for God, somebody that I could trust, just anything I ever need, I can call on a friend like that. And, uh, and that helps me to see God clearly. And then just last night, I got a call from a man from our church he's 90 years old and he's also one of my best friends a 90 year old best friend his name is dr van and dr van is saying he says uh there's two great days in my life the day i was born and the day i knew why and that was to bless other people and he also says i'm not looking for blessings to come into my life i'm looking to be a blessing in other people's lives and then the final way that helps me see god clearly is in prayer And I think most of you know this, I've said this before, but I journal my prayers. I have a stack of journals um, that remind me that God and I talk and that God listens and that God cares. And more importantly, that God is real and he desires a real relationship uh, with you and with me. And uh, so I want to end with this psalm, this psalm 103. It's one of my favorites. And uh, again, I can... Like I always do, I write. And I wrote big, bold letters next to this. Read it and know it. And truthfully, you could read this every day, and, uh, and it would be very meaningful to you. And this is Psalms 3, starting in verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he har- harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our inequities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his love for those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us so this year in 2020 you know I just want you guys to be able to see god clearly and uh, you know one of the best ways to get started in reading your bible is uh, the YouVersion.com or, or bible.com the the app on my phone i, I love it um, my wife and I are doing a, a 100-day reading plan, and that may be a little little much for some, but you can pick a three-day, you can pick a five-day, you can pick a seven-day or whatever, and, uh, and just get involved in reading the Bible every day, and I promise you it will change your life. Um, I'm going to end this in a prayer. Father, thank you so much for just this time on this call. Father, we can come together and we can share with you openly, honestly. God, you're a loving God. God, you're bigger than any problem, anything that we'll ever face. God, this year, I want to say that each and every one of us belong to you. God, there's times that I'm weak. God, there's times that I'm worried. I have fear, problems, guilt, shame. God, there's things that I'm not going to be able to deal with this year. God, you can Father, I just pray that you're with each and every
0: one of us this year. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.